All right, we're back. Malapert Smart Podcast, baby, episode 30, monumental day. We got it together. It's the end of the weekend, kind of, Saturday. I know you fans out there have been waiting for us, to for our podcast to drop, but sorry for making you wait, but we've all been a little busy. But we're here, so let's talk about the last week of wrestling that we missed. I got two guys on the panel today, two uh, wrestling experts. One is the wrestling expert, Vlad. Say hello. The longest standing Malapert Smart here. I I am honored to be here as always. Hello, Thank everyone. You. Thank you for being here. All right. Well, you feeling better, man? I know you were a little under the weather, something with your throat or something. You feeling uh, okay? I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. I think it was a false alarm. Oh, yeah. Hypochondria at, spar- flaring up a little bit. A little bit of hypochondria. No? Uh, knowing my history, that seems to be the case, but we'll, who knows? Yeah, let's just let's go with that hypochondria. <laughs> well, okay, I'm glad you're okay. All right, Robert, yeah. you're here also. Robert Toe W is his what handle up, on up. the social media platforms, Instagrams and stuff. Add him. I know when you go to his page and you go to his reels or whatever, you see some of our posts because I, I tag him on there. So that's cool. Well, but I'm uh, I'm proud to be here for the 30th episode. Thank you guys. Couldn't have done it without you. I can't believe it to this day. It's difficult, you know, every week to get this together. I I try not to just go on there and be like, all right, we're going to talk about wrestling because it's just going to be us fumbling around. I do have to put in a few minutes of preparation at least. I know it doesn't seem that way, but But okay. So uh, let's talk about some wrestling. So we haven't been around since last Saturday we recorded. And that that day there was two shows that we didn't cover because we were recording that day, so we didn't really watch it. So there was Fastlane and AEW went head-to-head. Actually, one of two times that AEW and WWE went head-to-head this week. First one was on a Saturday, but this was not on TV. There was a pay-per-view or a premium live event on their app, on WWE's app, and uh, AEW was on TNT. So... Let's go through some of what happened on Fastlane. It was October 7th, one week ago tonight. So let's see what we what we came up with. It was a succinct pay-per-view, I thought. I would call it a uh, – it was pretty fast compared to AEW pay-per-view. It was just literally like three hours, and that was it exactly on, on the nose. Uh, but uh, the first match that came out of the gate was the tag title match. It was Cody and Jey Uso against the Judgment Day. And I'm skipping to when the Judgment Day show up and interfere. So this is when Rhea and Dominic come in and they try to help Finn and Damien keep the titles. And I thought this was kind of a funny little scene was when Rhea, it seemed like she was using her her feminine wiles for once here. You know, like she she's usually like just a badass ass kicker. But I was like, this kind of worked a little bit. It, it was a bit of a distraction for the moment. Uh, but as we know, in the end, this was a tag team title change. So the Judgment Day did lose their titles. But uh, the moment of the night for me came when uh, – or the, the moment of the match was when J.D. McDonough nailed uh, <laughs> and, uh, Damian Priest in the knee. And he had been selling that knee the whole match. So I thought they did that really well. I was like, oh, no, that's horrible. He fucked up. J.D. fucking up is, like, kind of hilarious to me. But that's a – angle that comes up on the following Raw when 
they have to deal with him because he's part of the reason they lost this match. But basically that led to the ending, crossroads, and it was just a one, two, three pinfall in the center of the ring. So here's a tag title change at uh, a pay-per-view called Fast Lane. Let's get some thoughts from you guys. Was this the right thing to do, Vlad? Let's go with you first. Uh, whew, that's a tough question because, it, you know, I've, they, the Judgment Day just won the belts not that long ago, right? So it's not, so it's a fast change. I think if it furthers what I think it's going to further, which is Cody being able to be on SmackDown and somehow getting that, I don't want to like push ahead because they did have a SmackDown yesterday, right? So they kind of hinted at what we all know is bound to happen, which is a Roman Cody thing again uh okay. good point so yeah it, it's a way of I getting on that, smackdown it's a way of getting on smackdown being part of you know just <laughs> having more interaction with roman before they can actually get something going as far as like another match set up which i don't think will happen anytime before the royal rumble but at least now he's they're in the same they could be in the same arena working the same shows and things like that well when roman is there <laughs> Yeah, we will get to last night's SmackDown. I do have some yeah. notes for that, so we'll get so, to yeah, that I'm later sorry, on. But, but for right now, let's just focus on the tag yeah. title change that right. happened. Judgment right, Day think, losing. Right, right. Uh, is... I think ahead. it's fine. Sorry, because for that, sorry, for that reason, I think it's fine. Uh, but if it wasn't for that, I'd be a little bit confused because they are the, kind of the top heel group. They just won the belt, and now they lost it pretty quickly. Wouldn't really be on board with that unless it had, like, a bigger – plan ahead with and which was what i mentioned so which is the Cody and roman thing okay i'll let robert take over robert does this uh, further him continue uh finishing his story of becoming world champion or is it kind of hindering yeah. because now he's a tag team champion no I, I, um well let me backtrack first to uh fast lane um when they won uh when the titles changed hands at that time as it happened i was thinking um i wasn't quite sure how to feel about it just because i remember a few weeks back we were talking about how you know judgment day has been taking a lot of l's lately and they they needed a win badly and they finally got it when when they won the tag team championship and now they lost it so i was like what why did they lose the championship so fast so at the time that i was watching fastly and it didn't make sense to me i i don't think i liked the change at first but then, you know, um, I actually did watch SmackDown in its entirety <laughs> yesterday. Um, cool. The first time in, in ages, honestly, that I've actually watched SmackDown. And it made more sense to me why they did it. So um, I think it will, you know, lead to more confrontations between Cody and Roman, which should happen. Okay, well, one more thing I wanted to mention from Fastlane. Uh which I really probably wouldn't mention just based on the type of level of story it is because we got a lot to talk to talk about. But Carlito coming out to join the LWO because they had two members because of injuries and backstage beatdowns. They, so they needed a third guy against the Street Profits and Lashley, and Carlito came in the middle of the match, which, uh, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say what I thought, that it was a little a little strange to me. Like, why did he show up in the middle of the match waiting for his guys to get beat down? And, uh, you know, was was he waiting in the back or was he late? Was he late to the arena? And if he was, I would have been like, well, you know, show that, you know, show him showing up yeah. in a car or something like that. 
So I thought it was a weird way to get a pop because nobody in the arena knew what the heck was going on. I mean, I was watching. I didn't hear them. I didn't hear anything happening like someone's on their way or anything like this. No, no. So, okay. So Carlito came in, cleaned up house basically by himself and put the pinfall away. And uh, so he's going to be on the show. Uh, it looks like because I did. We did like we said. We jumped the gun a little bit. So we did see SmackDown from last night, the thirteenth, and he's gonna be continuously. Looks like he's continuing to be on the show. He's gonna feud with this group that is Lashley's group. So, any thoughts on Carlito coming back and being part of the crew? You guys, fans of Carlito, Robert, let's start with you. Uh, that reminds me, I haven't eaten an apple in a while. <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, they are healthy for you. Yeah. I you got cool. to eat, sorry, you got to eat it and spit, and spit the core, yeah. Right, right. I think it's cool. Yes, pun intended. It's it's cool. <laughs> but I um, I mean, why why not? I mean, I don't I don't see any um, negatives for it, to, to his comeback. I don't, I don't think he's going to be in any significant angle, but, you know, it's cool yeah. to see him again. He does look way more jack than when he used to be a full-time wrestler way back in the day yeah. like he was really stronger now <laughs> he's staying uh, ready yeah. in case he gets that call i guess but uh, right. i mean i was a fan i'll say i mean i i didn't i wasn't watching in that like 2005 2006 kind of era yeah. but i did go back and kind of watch all those tapes so i did see all those episodes and he was one of my favorites from that era but he doesn't really remind us anything of that era really flat i mean he's they haven't really shown him to be anything like the personality that he had but first of all vlad were you thinking anything like i was thinking about him coming out like that and uh what what about the prospects of carlito coming up yeah i definitely thought that because of you know, they if they wanted to have him come in like that, they should have said, Ray should have said something like, oh, I, my guy's going to be late. You got to go out there, something like that, you know. And then, you know, he's stuck in the airport. He's stuck, I don't know where. He has traffic, whatever. I mean, they could have made something up. But he's on his way. Well, yeah, well, we got to start the match without him or something like that. But, uh, yeah, otherwise he just came in in the middle of the match and it didn't really make a lot of sense. Why was why was he late? And they didn't, never explained just for the pop, well, you would have gotten the same pop, but they just kind of explained it more, right? So, anyways, uh, he looks great, but I don't. I'm kind of with Robert. I don't really expect him to really be part of anything important. Uh, I think this is kind of this was kind of a a filler match that I don't. I didn't really care for. I mean, six. I mean, not just because it was a six man tag, but just because of who's involved, and I didn't really. I don't really care. You know. Got one of the bigger pops of the night, though. But and he is just—he did. He's he Latino. Did. They gotta fit some Latino guys in there. Anybody Latino around who wanna be in the <laughs> LWO? Can you think of anybody else? I mean, other I than mean, other than new guys like Dragon Lee, they they're kind of setting that up a little bit. So they gotta right. wrangle up some Latino people for the LWO group that they got going on. But okay, so I just wanted to mention that. But uh, we'll jump from Fast Lane to Collision, which was the same night on October 7th. And uh, I don't know if Tony Khan got wind that there was going to be a tag title change or something, but they had their own tag title change, which was very surprising. Hit the internet by storm that Big Bill and Ricky Starks basically whooped FTR's ass. That That's the scene where... They took out cash on the outside on the table, and then on, in the ring, 
they just had Dax to deal with, and they just kind of systematically tore him apart continuously, and uh, Cash wasn't there to do anything about it, and the spear was the final nail in the coffin from Ricky Starks, and they just pinned him outright in the middle of the ring, no injuries, no, no excuses, and that's a championship victory celebration if I've ever seen one <laughs> that we're watching here on YouTube, which I like to see. I mean, I like to see championship changes and people celebrating that. But it was unexpected, and the booking of it seems to be uh, a little bit in debate at the moment. So I'll start with Vlad. What did you think of this uh, tag title change, this booking over here? Well, the only way it makes sense is if FTR or Cash Wheeler, I think I read Pot potentially injured. So that's the way it made sense to me at the time. I assumed as much. I think I read that he is. I mean, I'm not really big on those reading all these wrestling dirt sheets, but I believe I saw something to that effect that said that he had some sort of rib injury or something to that, something to that effect, right? So I think that's the only way it makes sense to me, and I, that's what I thought. And I mean, otherwise, it, it really would make sense to make that type of title change, right? Because wouldn't you rather have uh, Stark more of as a, as a single, you know? But maybe this way he gets more some gets more prominence with the belt, while FTR heel and whatnot, and maybe eventually get their titles back down the line. Um, anyways, yeah, yeah, that's that's my thinking. That's the only thing that makes sense. I think that I think that's true. I think that ended up being true. Okay, Robert, you want to go next, or you want me to say what sure. I think? Uh, I'll go. I mean, I didn't actually watch Collision, and then I didn't even find out about the title change until I ran into you and Hamburger Habit. Oh yeah, <laughs> I bumped into Robert and Hamburger yeah, Habit. I was like, did yeah, you hear what happened uh, on Collision? I ran into Keon <laughs> earlier in the week, and he told me about that. That's I funny. was really surprised. Um, okay, and, and I also didn't. I didn't know about the reports that um, well, one of the FTR is injured. I, I yeah. didn't know that either. But I, yeah. I guess if it's that's true, that, then it makes sense. But otherwise, without that knowledge, this this makes yeah. absolutely no sense. I agree. Um, I agree. I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Ricky Starks, but not necessarily Big Bill. So I would have preferred some another tag team winning. If if someone was gonna go over FTR, I would have preferred a different tag team, but. Okay, I mean, it is what it is. We'll, we'll see where it goes from here. Just real quick before Keon goes, I just want to say Big Bill is doing a pretty good job of his role as kind of being the bodyguard type with uh, Stark. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I was a big fan of his uh, from the beginning, definitely not. But since he joined up with Starks, it's kind of been pretty good. So I can't say I'm hating on I agree. Big Bill. Yeah. Okay. I think it's I think it's working with Starks better than him with uh, Enzo Amore or where, whatever that guy was. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, but yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I yeah. I did look yeah. it up here while uh, Vlad was talking that I guess Cash had an injury, mm -hmm. so okay. that's uh, unfortunate. But yeah, I would have. I think a lot of people were saying that it would have made more sense if if there was gonna be a tag title change that it would have been Juice and Jay White that took the titles from them. A little a little while ago that would have been a perfect mm -hmm. moment for them because right. it doesn't look like jay white's gonna win this title from mjf i'd be surprised because i think he's, i don't think so yeah they're gearing up for him for the bait for a babyface victory because he's being he's being mean he's not giving back the tag the the world title excuse me so yeah. i don't think he's gonna win the world title so i think it would have been better for them if they had that at least this tag title and it would have been good for juice give him some 
some clout in the company, yeah. but okay. I but so I guess they had to pull the trigger on something. So I, I, it gives Ricky Stark something because he's been really good lately and he deserves something to show for it, I guess. It would have been I better agree. if it was a singles title, but okay. I mean, it does, and you're right, it does something good for Big Bill. So I can't really complain too much about it. But moving along, moving along, I'm going to move on to our next story of the week, which was the second uh, AEW WWE War of, of the Week was on Tuesday night, October 10th, and they ended up going head-to-head because uh, there was baseball on TBS, right? Is that what pushed AEW away? I think that's I what ended up... I, 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 guess I think so, it yeah. was the Dodgers losing or something like that. If, if, I... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, I'm Wait, not sure. The, the yeah. Dodgers played on Tuesday? They, I thought they, they played, played on Wednesday. Yeah, they played on Wednesday, Wednesday. so that's why Dynamite couldn't be on TBS on Wednesday. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. They had the Dodgers. They had the Dodgers to watch embarrass themselves. So they moved their show to uh, Tuesday night, and they called it Title Tuesday. So that was their – they're trying to go up against NXT, and they knew it was going to be a little bit of a war because NXT was hot-shotting, right? They brought a bunch of guys down, like here's Cody Rhodes. I've got a video. Lined up, Cody shows up to the performance center, which is a cool little venue. I like that it's small. I like that it's indie. It's kind of it's kind of homey, and it's cool when you see stars go down there. It's a little weird to see them in a little tiny place. But um, let's see what they had on this show. Cody was the GM for the night, so he came in. He was making matches coming out throughout the show. They had Rhea and Dominic. They came in, they wanted to challenge Dragunov for an NXT title match, so it's like right there. It's another another hot shot booking. That's a pretty good one. Uh, Asuka was down there to face Roxanne Perez. Cena came down. He had a face-off with uh, Braun Breaker, which was pretty good. Pretty good rub for Braun Baker throughout the night, as we'll see later on. Uh, L.A. Knight was there. Damn, look, pulling out all the stops. Special ref wow. for this match against uh, Dominic and uh, Dragonoff, which was won by Dragonoff. Uh, obviously, they didn't go so far as to give up, but a good match, good work. Uh, Heyman was there. Oh, we lost Robert. Oh, sorry. Oh, and he's there back. He yes. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I got scared for a second, <laughs> but. Uh, if you're just joining us on this podcast, who the heck is just joining us? Nobody just joins us on TV like that anymore. But we're going through uh, NXT, all the uh, stars that were there. So here's Heyman. He was in Braun Breaker's corner for his main event match against Carmelo Hayes. And, uh, oh, Brian Pillman Jr., sort of a debut, a little vignette, video vignette that he has a new wow. name. He, he looks just like his dad. <laughs> Yeah, except, except the beard. Uh, yeah, he has, uh, he has yeah. a beard. Uh, we could talk about that a little later, but I'll go through the rest of the card. Uh, this was the ending. So it was Carmelo Hayes against Braun Breaker, and it was a little confusing. I had to watch this a bunch of times because I didn't realize really what happened. But Solo came in because he's feuding with Cena, and then they don't really show Heyman leave because Solo and Cena brawl to the back, and I guess the camera cuts away, and we didn't see that Heyman kind of snuck out with them. So he was there to help Braun Breaker, but in the end, he didn't really do anything to help him. He was just there. <laughs> he leaves, and Braun Breaker is left by himself to take a clean pinfall off of Carmelo Hayes. So that was the ending of the show. And we're going to go through Dynamite and see what 
see a little bit of what they did too on this night as they went literally head to head at the same time slot. But this was the ending of the show. Clean loss for Breaker, but he does. There's an afterbirth and he uh, attacks Carmelo Hayes and he says he's even though he lost, he's a real badass. Or what did he say? I'm I'm the only real badass here around here. And then yeah. Undertaker's music hit, which I guess didn't really come out of nowhere. They were teasing that he would come to NXT. So yeah, the American badass version of Undertaker. Just did they crazy. did they say that? I think it was at the at Fastlane. I saw something where they were kind of previewing NXT, and then they they did right. the gong. Yes, exactly. So okay, so he shows up. The Undertaker <laughs> shows up to face off with. Uh, Braun Breaker, and, you know, it was, it was a real trip, obviously. Like, what the heck? Undertaker and NXT. Like, Vlad, uh, what do you think about yeah. them pulling out all the stops here? Like, was it in response to AEW? Did they want to put a nail in AEW's face today, or does it have really nothing to do with that? Are people looking too deeply who think that? Um, I don't know. I think it has to do with more the fact that they have a TV deal coming uh, that people are, you know, they're trying to get a TV deal for Raw and NXT. And I think it has more to do with that than really trying to bury AEW. I mean, AEW does a good job of burying themselves. They don't need WWE's help. But yes, obviously, I think it was more to do with that. They, I mean, you're right. They hot-shotted the show. They brought in all their main stars, which they always have the ability to do. If they really wanted to, they could probably do this bringing a couple of stars every show at the very least, you know, but um, yeah, I don't think it has, I think it has less to do with AEW than more and more to do with the TV deal that they're trying to get for you uh, for raw and for NXT. That's what I think it is. Okay. But did you think it was a good show? I mean, overall, did you keep an yes. eye on this? Yes. Yeah. I actually watched this. I never watched NXT and you know this, right? So of course I'm, Watch it when when I know that Cena's going to be there and Cody's going to be there and the Undertaker is going to be there. Yes, I'm going to watch. Okay, that's just I'm going to keep an eye on. I mean, I'm not going to watch uh, uh, Dra uh, Dragon Lee or maybe Carmelo Hayes or, uh, but I will watch. Uh, you know, I will watch the big guys and the big stars that I do know. So for sure, I was at LA Knight was there too. Not to mention, you know. Yeah. Robert, what do you think about that final scene with the uh, Undertaker coming in with Braun Breaker and telling him that was it? that was my first time seeing it when you showed it. I, I didn't actually watch the show, but I, I guess I should have. <laughs> oh shit! Um, crap. Okay, so yeah, yeah. but no, Under but it's cool. I, I'm I'm like just Undertaker came in this. <laughs> and told him, "Yeah, you have a bright future. One day you're gonna be a big superstar. But one thing, buddy, that ain't today." <laughs> and then he whooped his ass, <laughs> which was like really like perfectly done the way he said it. It was like right there. It's just like that ain't today, kid. I'm sorry. And then he popped him in the face, which was a really good punch the way he did it. Yeah. <laughs> Great wrestling punch. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Braun Breaker got buried. He lost. He lost the match clean. I mean, a yeah. lot of interference and shenanigans, but. Um, a lot of people are still saying it's still a great rub, right, Vlad? I think so. I mean, I would, you know, I did say this uh, maybe like maybe a couple months back in one of our shows that I personally think he's like the one guy that's definitely the breakout star of NXT. He's the guy that should be pushed. And I don't know why they, they have Camilo Hayes beating 
him all the time, which they've, I guess, done a couple times. Uh, and this show was no different. But still, I think just the fact that it's acknowledged that he's going to be the, the star that's going to be the breakout thing. And the fact that Heyman is with him, because Heyman's always with the next big thing in wrestling, right? So I think that's a, a sign of things to come for me. But so, yeah, I think it was a good run, despite the loss and the choke slam and whatever else that he got from the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robert, you didn't, you, with all those names coming up that they were teasing would be there, you didn't care to watch it? You didn't want to? Maybe he didn't know. There's maybe too much, there's maybe too much wrestling, man. That's <laughs> time to watch everything. That's true. Watched uh, Fastlane, Dynamite, and SmackDown. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just messing with yeah. you. You know, you get all the uh, summary here at the Malapert Smart Podcast anyways. So we'll fill you sure. in on everything. You don't even need to watch anything, guys. We'll fill you in. Don't watch wrestling. <laughs> just come to our show. <laughs> But yeah, we'll we'll do a great summary of the week exactly. Yeah, so okay, so they went up against AEW Dynamite, which used to be AEW's flagship show. I don't know what it is anymore. I don't know if you'd call it that. <laughs> I don't know if they have a flagship show anymore, but okay. I mean, yeah, it is. It's their flagship show. It gets the best ratings. So yeah, making its flagship show, yeah. But they did get demolished on this Tuesday night, which was, I think it was yeah. 900 something thousand to 600 something thousand. So right. WWE won the night, which, uh, I mean, they didn't really win most nights when they used to go head to head at the beginning. Most nights were won by AEW. I think maybe a couple of nights NXT won or something like that. But, uh, but this was a night that was won by NXT. Uh, cause I don't think I mentioned that at the very beginning. But let's go through yeah. some of what uh, AEW's got going on that they put up against WWE because I think they thought they were going to win. Tony Khan was going through all the – on the Twitter, I heard, and he was like kind of bragging and boasting that he thought they were going to take it on this Tuesday night, but they didn't. So um, I'm going to start with the Edge and Christian stuff because that's the best stuff. So I'm going to go back uh, a little bit to Collision the Saturday before. And uh, Edge came had a moment where he came out, and uh, this was following the dynamite where Christian told him to go fuck himself. So he's uh, really pissed off. Oh, he's not pissed off, but he says he's confused as to this whole thing, as to why Christian is acting this way, right? Which I think was a little funky to me, because if you analyze the story, Vlad, mm. Edge came in. Christian was doing his own thing. And Edge came in, took the, the steel chair like it was going to help Christian, but instead beat up all his guys, speared them and left them laying and ran Christian off. And Edge is somehow confused that Christian told him to go fuck himself when he's like, we should start a tag. Hey, we should start a tag team together. <laughs> I mean, am I the only one seeing it this way? But Okay. So Edge comes out, plays innocent, that uh, he would just come here and he just wanted to be friends with, with Christian. And uh, Christian doesn't show up on this co collision, I don't think. He sends out his boys, uh, um, Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus, and I think Darby was going to help. But Darby... Well, he was, on the he was on the Titantron. Yeah, he, he was, was on the on Titantron. The... He sent his boys out to do the dirty work, and Darby yeah. didn't want to hit Nick Wayne... So I think they left them both laying at the end of the night. So that was that. 
And that moved on from there to Dynamite. So that's their main storyline is the Edge and Christian stuff. And Christian started the show. So this was right when they were going head to head and Christian was there. I'm, I'm the guy. I'm the face of TNT. Um, even kind of took credit for the first 30 minutes of the show being commercial free, right? Did I get that right or no? Is that... Yeah, he, he did say that. I, this was really cool. I, that was a really good way to start start the show. Sure, it makes him look pretty good. And then so that was the thread that kind of uh, sewed the whole show together. And towards the end of the show, um, let's see what, what happened at the end with all these guys, with Edge and Christian. Because it was supposed to be Edge's debut match against Luchasaurus, right? Christian's right-hand man, right-hand of destruction. Vlad, do you remember any of this promo that Christian cut when he went to the ring? <laughs> I didn't write it down, but I remember some things about um, Edge's kids are going to be his kids now. Oh, yes. And yes, Edge's yes, wife yes. needs a real man and all this stuff. Yes, like, yes, he yes, went yes. straight for everything, right? I don't, um, I don't remember specifically uh, everything yeah, except until you reminded me because it's, you know, it's been a kind of a wild couple of days for me. Uh, but uh, yes, now that you, I remember texting you saying uh, uh, Christian's making some good points. Now it wasn't that part that he was making good points. That he was saying something before that, that was like, that, you know, that is, oh, I think his point was that when Christian wanted to team back up with Edge, maybe, maybe, maybe he was referring to WWE, Edge didn't want to have anything to do with it when they were both in WWE. And yes, I remember that now too. Good. Yeah, so Good but point. now he wants to team up now that he's here, and I thought that was a great point. I'm like, dude, this is a great point. I'm actually completely with him on this. You know what? Why does he? He doesn't need to team up with you, man. He's a champion without you here. Why the hell does he need you? You know, I kind of agreed with. I kind of agreed with uh, Christian. Even of course, the, the I heel, do on this whole thing, heel. and it's not just because I'm a hardcore Christian fan, but. I'm think logic. I'm thinking logically. This whole thing, Christian is right throughout so far. Um, why should he be friends with Edge? Exactly. He doesn't need him right well, now. I mean, he doesn't need him, but I don't know about why he shouldn't be friends with him. Though. I mean, they do have that like kind of like they're supposed to be like brothers, right? So you know, I mean, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to tell him to go fuck himself either. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, okay. All right. Well, let's go through some of what happened on this night at Edge's debut. Um, Edge came out, had the match. Christian's watching from the entrance ramp. And uh, I think, that, let's, let's skip to the ending. Uh, the ending was when uh, Christian tries to interfere, I guess. And the referee gets distracted and Edge takes the belt and nails Luchasaurus. And then it looks like Christian nailed Luchasaurus. So for a second, I think Luchasaurus is going to be a little confused and discombobulated. think it was Christian and he's going to get speared from behind and they're going to lose the match for the night. Christian's pissed off, didn't go his way, but they're still going to try to beat down Edge afterwards. But I think it's going to get stopped by Brian Danielson, who comes in and he's he's Christian's next opponent because he beat Swerve Strickland earlier in the night. So he felt compelled to come in. And I think uh, Blackpool Combat Club has this convoluted feud with uh, the Mogul Embassy, so those are the guys that came in afterwards to help. So this was a very crazy, wild ending. And uh, yeah. Danielson and 
Christian are fighting on the floor over the they're over Swerve and Adam Page are still going at it. Yeah, so this was yeah. this was a big mess, a bunch of storylines kind of coming together. But in the end, the heart of it was Edge and Christian, and this was the main angle that was they they sent forth to try to beat WWE with on this night. So right. let's just focus on this angle so far, just the Edge and Christian stuff. Let's start with Robert. Do you like this so far? Yeah. Oh, let me go back to the um, Christian's promo first, because I think you you were asking, like, oh, do you remember what was said? Um, I don't remember if it was this promo or or one of the previous ones from another episode, but um, he, I think Christian made a reference to um, Edge being, you know, trying to be the leader of Judgment Day. And he he said something about, you you try to be a leader uh, for them, but um, but which was which was wrong. While you know, for me, I was being their father. <laughs> something, something to that effect. Yeah, I don't remember the exact the leader of their father. Yeah. Like, Dude, there was so was like, many oh, good, so much good I stuff. I, was, I, I thought that was cool, and it, it was this promo, right? I think it was this one. Um, it was or, this one. Yes, yeah, you, okay. you are correct. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, because I, I remember that, and uh, he also made a reference to the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so now. Um, to, to this angle, uh, so far I'm loving it. Now, I do remember, I don't remember if it was last week or two weeks ago where I said that um, I think Edge is like my primary suspect for being the one who wore the devil mask. Um, so so if, if I were to stick with that um, prediction, then all of this could be just be a swerve. But so far, I'm, I'm loving. I'm loving this angle. Um, well, okay. Let, let me rewind back. The the other suspect that I had in mind for the one wearing the devil mask would probably be um, Adam Cole. But I don't think uh, logically it doesn't make sense that it would be Adam Cole because there were legitimate re- there were reports that he's actually legitimately injured. So there's no way he could have pulled that off. But so that's so that's why I choose um, Adam Copeland over Adam Cole as the prime suspect. Otherwise, I would have said it could be Adam But um, uh, going back to this angle, so far I'm loving it. Um, it's one of the best reasons to watch any of the AEW programming at the moment. I mean, if it's going to be a swerve like you're like you're kind of predicting, though, I wouldn't be a fan of it. I don't think because I I'm not a fan of swerves where guys take damage. They're like, yeah, I even got hit just to kind of throw you guys off. You know, right? I saw that once where um, I think CM Punk ended up being the secret leader of the Nexus, and he ended up taking over the Nexus. But he go he was one of the guys that got powerbombed by them, and that was part of his explanation speech. Was like, yeah, even I wanted to throw everybody off, and I took a powerbomb too just to show that you know, or something like that. So if Edge is really with Christian this whole time, and he's fighting with him and taking damage from, I don't know, I. I'm not seeing that. It could happen. It would be bad, but I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think it's Christian. I don't know who it is in the end. I, I'm still. I mean, it could be Roderick Strong because Roderick Strong is just. Oh yeah, it could be acting I mean, really weird, assessment. which we'll we'll go up. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna move on. Speaking of Roderick Strong and Adam Cole and everybody and all those guys, let's move on to the next important. Uh, topic in AEW, which is MJF feuding with Jay White. So let's go 
to that. Once again, I'll start at Collision from uh, October 7th, so the previous Saturday from the Dynamite we're talking about, from October 10th. But Jay White came out. I thought he made some good points here after the Bullet Club Gold had a match against somebody, somebody easy that they want. I forgot who. But Jay White was talking about how, where is MJF, right? It, it's supposedly they have the thing that means the most to him in his life, this world title belt, and he didn't show up. Why didn't he show up to Collision? So, which I thought was a good point. He should have shown up to try to get that back or something. So we had to wait until Dynamite to see what would happen after that. So if I could jump ahead. So... Jay White had a match on this Dynamite that we're speaking of that went head-to-head with NXT with uh, Hangman Page. And Hangman Page has this whole feud with the Mogul Embassy, so he got distracted by that and took a loss. And uh, Jay White was still in the ring afterwards, after this, after Hangman Page and Prince Nana clear the ring. And this is MJF's chance to come in and say something about this travesty that is Jay White having stolen MJF's belt. It's really like a no-no in wrestling. I still can't believe this is happening. It's crazy. This is just madness. Too hardcore. And uh, so MJF comes out, okay, talks for a while. I forgot some of the things he said, really. But um, I think uh, the the crux of it, the meat of the matter, is that Jay White is not going to give the belt back. He's like, come and get it. It's four on one. You're not, you know, Adam Cole's not here. You have no friends. You have no other friends. And he won't give the belt back. And I'm just like, my mind is like blown. Like, oh my God, this is crazy. This is mean, first of all. MJF, a guy who's been bullied at times in his life and, you know, been traumatized and scarred and been made to act like a complete asshole because of it. But uh, I kind of felt bad for MJF here. Oh, and this, this scene too became a little bit of a, a point of controversy online when uh, Juice Robinson brought up the whole quarters thing and MJF getting hit on the head with quarters back when he was a kid, when he was uh, getting bullied as a, a Jew. He claims he was bullied because he was Jewish. Mm-hmm. So, so some people were saying that this was a little too racist or crossed the line. I don't know. No, nah. Yeah, me neither. I don't think so. But I think this is this was really good. I think some people are saying this is taking a little too much from MJF because it makes him look weak, right? He can't get his belt back from these guys. Like he's and he just walks away like sad and dejected. Um, that wasn't really the end of the night, though. I think later on in the night he was going to get interviewed by Rene Paquette, right? So there was a little bit of this that he was a little sad and he's like, I need to, I need to figure out what's due. And he calls Adam Cole and Adam Cole doesn't pick up or he picks up, but they've got no reception over there where they're at, where Roderick Strong mm. is hanging out with Adam Cole, which I didn't really, I didn't really show the video of it, but there was another video of them hanging out over there. He's stuck over at Roderick Strong's house. So... <laughs> <sighs> But uh, I, sh- I might show that for completeness sake. But uh, here's the claimed once again saying, hey, we're here for you if you need us or something like that. But, uh, Max Caster did finally explain that he's been friends with MJF in the past. and He thinks he can use a friend. But MJF uh, 
kind of walked away from it, a little pissed off about the whole situation. I'd be pissed off too, not having my belt, you know. But uh, I mean, Vlad, do, do you need me to do you need me to show uh, Adam Cole mowing uh, no. Roderick no. Strong's lawn? For God's sake, please no. <laughs> so he's oh. not around. He can't oh, get away. Man. This is why I, I, sh- I should have shown this earlier, but uh, anyway, I'm putting on my I'm putting on sunglasses. The hell this? I can't watch this. Very strange, but he can't get away from Roderick Strong to help MJF, and MJF really needs help because he's getting bullied real bad. Okay, so I laid it all out there. I laid the whole angle yeah. the way it's been presented from the past week. Sure. What do you, you think sure of did. it, Vlad? What's been going on? Yeah. I think it's the shits. I have to be honest. This is my least favorite MJF angle, maybe since he started, uh, you know, since he won the world title for sure. Uh, I think it's pretty bad. It's just, it makes him look terrible. The, the comedy stuff makes him look terrible. The, not the fact that he, I mean, the fact that he, he took the belt is is one thing, but the fact that you know, that he's not even doing anything to really get it back, except like, oh, can you just give me my belt, my belt back, please, as 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 an honorable guy? I mean, obviously, that's not gonna work. What? MJ, the, I mean, the old MJF would have like found a way, would have hit him in the nuts. He would have come up with a way to get his belt back by now. You know, this just makes him look dumb. But this whole angle has been dumb. And I know you guys are a fan of um, Jay White. Like I said, I'm. I really can't stand listening to him speak for long stretches of time. And for some reason, he insists on talking for 10 and 15 minutes straight, which I really cannot stand because A, it's, it just goes round and round and it gets no, and it doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't really excite me in any shape, way, or form. So I think, um, yeah, this is my least favorite one. I hope it ends soon. I hope he can continue going back and feuding with Joe and uh, you can all watch two professionals kind of go at it more than I think, I think Kayon is right, was right. Also that maybe they should have put Jay White and, and juice within the tag team titles instead of having Jay White be the contender for the world title, which I don't, I personally don't think he's a credible one in my opinion. That's just my opinion. I know you guys love him, but I, I don't, I don't see it. I'm not seeing it. Okay. Robert, how about this angle with Jay White stealing the world title belt? <laughs> Look at that! Wow, he's yes. got the quarters. He's got the quarters nice. ready. For Friedman. Okay. <laughs> I did like I, that. I did like that, and that was Juice's <laughs> thing. And I do, and I do like Juice. I did like that, for the record. All right, there's a a lot there to go over. So, um, all right. So when when MJF was still a heel, he was very clearly the best heel in the business, not just in AEW. I think he was the best heel in, you know, all of wrestling, like counting up, like, you know, you can count like all the WWE heels, New Japan or whatever. He, he was by far the best. And even when he turned face, he, he still claims no one is on the level of the devil. <laughs> but this triggered him like, really, really easily. <laughs> I mean, that, that's all it takes to, like, get him, like, really pissed off. <laughs> I, it's, it, it almost looks like he's, that there's some heels that are on his level now because they, they've been outsmarting him, well, at least recently. So, 
I don't know. Uh, that that whole no one's on the level of the devil claim is, I, I think, has to be questioned now. <laughs> At least the way it's been booked. So, but I, okay, I do. I I did enjoy um, this segment, um, but you you did show the Adam Cole uh, thing with uh, Roderick Strong. Oh my God, that was embarrassing. <laughs> that was that was hard to watch honestly but that's over and over again every week there's one of those no but th this was just <laughs> this was the worst for for me i mean like this made him look really really stupid <laughs> um i don't know man like adam cole not too long ago main evented all in at webley stadium he went from doing that to now this this garbage to getting jacked around by Roderick Strong. Exactly. Yeah. I just I can't believe in a really like, fake phony way. Okay, you know, uh, you you guys you guys know about the Shockmaster incident that went that happened back in the nineties, right? Yeah. That was like really embarrassing that's, for yeah. It's, you know, world famous. Yeah, that's world famous. <laughs> to me, the, to me, this Adam Kolsky was more embarrassing that. Because uh, because well, at, at least the Shockmaster one that 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 happened you know that happened live. That was it, it, people watched it and there was there was an accident. There was nothing you could do about it. That's right. This, this skit, you guys took the time to record it, edit it, review it to see if it's actually you know good enough to like show to the public, and you still released it. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? This. I was like, this my, is flat being that Robert. This is oh, Robert yeah. being a Malapert smart flat. I'm liking this. I'm liking. No, no, this. I absolutely love it. But my only question for Robert is, what, what what's the difference between this one and all the other skits that they've done? I mean, why did this one trigger you as much as? Uh, why did the other ones? Okay, the well, on you? let me put it that way. Okay, so I I think in the this one was pretty one, bad. He, no, th this one was just really really bad. In the previous skits, I think it was just him. Um, Roderick just asking asking uh, Adam Cole to come over because he needs help with something. Now he, now he's literally telling him do this, do this, do this, and then every time um, uh, Adam Cole you know tries to leave, you know, at, um, Roderick Strong is demanding something else, and he keeps doing well, it again. So I, well, what's even more stupider is that he had, he's supposed to have a legitimate injury and he's doing this stuff. He he just made to look like a goddamn fool. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, like, being asked to come over, you know, to visit is one thing, but then, you know, being asked to do multiple chores, I, I just like, it's too much. While he's on While his I, medical I guess, scooter. Yeah, I guess, he's, I guess and now, he's delaying his now, surgery. At the, very least, at the very least, now we know how giraffes fight, I guess. <laughs> I didn't, oh, I didn't yes. know they fight like that, but, or that they fight at all, but I guess oh, you know, God, that was yeah. the one yeah. informational piece of the skit. But no, I, I hated it. I, I really hated it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, if I were to give my opinion, again, it's kind of just like the previous weeks where I just have to overlook the comedy sketch segment. If you, if I take away the Adam Cole thing with Roderick Strong at his ranch or wherever they're hanging out, the whole scene with MJF and Jay White on the stage, to me, was really good. I like that a lot. I think... Uh, I like that MJF can't do anything, that he's outnumbered. He can't go get his back, like his belt back physically. He just can't. There's too many people there. They're bullying him. They have this whole thing where, you know, that they've set up for many, many explanations that MJF has stated how he got quarters thrown at him and bullied when he was a kid. 
and he's really bothered by this, and I think he's doing really good with that. I think the acting is really good, so I can't say anything about that. Personally, I like it, so I'm I'm not I'm digging this feud. I think this is as good a feud as any that he's had. Personally, I'm not with you guys. Wow. I'm with I, I, other than the comedy sketch. The comedy sketches, okay. yeah, but I, I've been ignoring that the whole time ever since before All In, and they were doing the ones with MJF and when they were hanging out and everything. I would just ignore that. You think this is as good as his feud with Samoa Joe? You you think this is as good as that? Jay, yeah, the Jay White thing. Yeah, this is this is pretty nuts. <laughs> oh my God, this is pretty God. nuts, man. Him, he has right. his belt. He's in possession of his oh belt. Oh my God, who gives a shit? Okay, he has. To his me, belt. that's a good okay. thing. That's a good storyline. But but you know, I was yeah. listening to Cornette's show. The what, I forgot. I don't know if it was the experience or the the drive through. But Brian Last had a good statement that he mentioned that the real heels of AEW are the producers of these comedy sketch segments that are actually recording it and like Robert said producing it and finishing it and looking at it and thinking like damn this is not bad this is good this is going to be funny everyone's going to laugh at this (laughs) I mean to them I guess it's funny I don't know but uh, it looks like it's missing with some people but some people it's not. I think some people are still digging it. Maybe there's some portion of AEW fans that think this is funny. I don't know. I, wow. I, I wish I could I find it. Really, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> wow. there are I AEW apologists out there that, you know, don't like sure, us. Sure. Like, wouldn't like us criticizing this like this. They'd be like, no, well, don't watch it then if you're not having fun. So... <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm having a relatively good amount of fun. I'm I'm ignoring the the whole the comedy sketch segments, and I'm I'm looking at what's going on in the ring. I have some positives at least that I'm taking from it. But we have to move on. We got a few more stories to get to. Okay, so we're still talking about Dynamite, October 10th. Uh, the other th- another thing that happened, a couple more things was Powerhouse Hobbs s- didn't squash Chris Jericho, but basically just beat him clean and good. So uh, I think some people were skeptical about whether Jericho would just do the job for Hobbs, but he he did. So he took he took the L. And uh, what do you think about that, Vlad? Is that uh, Chris Jericho doing a good job for the for the Utes here in AEW or what? Yeah, I, I would say he's you know he's done a couple of jobs. Uh, the only guy he didn't want to do a job for is Sammy Guevara, but everybody else he did a job for uh, uh, lately. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent about this. Obviously, I'm not really hot on this whole angle. I, I'm a fan of Hobbs. I want him to do well. This is probably the best position he's been put into, um, being with Don Callis, but still, uh, or being part of that whole family, I guess. But it's still, um, you know, I don't know. I, I still don't think they know what they're doing w- with him. And, uh, I guess good that Jericho's doing some jobs. I, I think Jericho should, would be great if Jericho took a break and went on tour and you know for a while. I think that would be even better, personally. But if he's going to be around, at least you could put some guys over, I guess. Uh, yeah, Robert, any thoughts on this? On uh, um, Chris Jericho I, losing to Powerhouse Hobbs, clean. Yeah, I, I I can't I can't remember the last time I've ever seen Chris Jericho get completely destroyed like this. Where he couldn't even like any get any offense in. It kind of reminded me of like uh, several years ago in a SummerSlam, John Cena versus Brock Lesnar, and 
um, John Cena got completely kind of kind of like this. Got just completely destroyed by Brock Lesnar. Um, I I guess it was just to establish how uh, dominant you know Brock Lesnar has become, and so I think they're kind of just you know doing the same thing here. They they, they want to show how how strong uh, hot powerhouse how hot is, and you know establish the Don Callis family as uh, being like a legitimate threat to the company so if uh if he actually if they actually set him up to look like a powerhouse then okay exactly. yeah. we'll see if it actually say. leads anywhere but, you're right uh, because they've tried this so many times with him and, it always, and they always go to something really dumb later so uh, we'll just wait and see because they've tried this numerous times with Hobbs and uh, it, it usually leads to nothing so let's see if this leads to something yeah, and the whole Don Callis story of him being feuding with Jericho and Omega is kind of falling flat for me. Like, oh yeah. Like when I'm planning these shows and I'm planning the the stories and angles that we actually want to discuss, since we have a limited amount of time, like the Don Callis stuff hasn't really been getting on our show because I just, I mean, I I like him. I've liked him re in recent times. I think some some of the early promos when he was. Uh, start starting to get a lot of heat on him from the crowd was really cool and really funny, but I think it's yeah, the the whole storyline of him really wanting to kill Omega and anyone Omega loves and it's like I'm I'm kind of over it I don't really care, but uh, that's the only issue I'm having with this Hobbs thing, but overall I like it I like him them trying to make him look good over Jericho of course that's good better than Jericho winning, but okay yeah. it's, it's another wait and see. Moving on, moving on. Let's do another one. Let's do another story quickly. Uh, Another attraction that AEW really pushed on this night because they called it Title Tuesday, right? So that was an important thing that there were going to be title matches. So there was an international title match. It was supposed to be Moxley against Ray Phoenix, but it turned out to be Orange Cassidy against Ray Phoenix. And Orange Cassidy wins his uh, title back, uh, international title back. So. Vlad, what do you think of the booking here? <laughs> love it. Love it. I love garbage titles being defended by garbage wrestlers. I, and, and they wonder how nobody watched the show. I mean, unbelievably. Yes, it's great. Both guys are pretty much garbage wrestlers. Uh, and uh, the ultimate garbage wrestler has the ultimate garbage belt, and that's what happened. Yeah, that, that's all I got. Well, this was pretty uh... – Robert, it was. I, I thought it was pretty. It fell flat. It was like, you yeah, know, yeah. they. I think they were expecting it to be Orange Cassidy against Moxley for him mm-hmm. to come out and win with this confetti and everything, and instead he just gets it back from Ray Phoenix. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't really. It didn't really hit here, even for the right. Orange Cassidy fans. Right. So, I don't like the idea of Orange Cassidy winning the title back, especially so soon. Um. The, here's the only positive I could find in this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As hard as as hard to believe as that may may be, is that yes. when when John Moxley uh, beat Orange Cassidy for the title, I remember really liking that match a lot. Yeah, I that was a good. Really match. enjoyed it. So okay, if that leads to a rematch between the two, and you know that their their rematch is anywhere near as good as what their first one was, all right, cool. That, that's the only positive I can find about this, but I, I'm not a fan of um, Orange Cassidy winning it back. 
I'm a fan of Orange Cassidy, but I just, I didn't like this storyline here. I don't think this hit home in any way. And as a match that they were trying to book to go up against NXT, I think they thought this was a ratings draw. But in the end, this is an example of one of the things that I think a lot of people probably didn't care about. We're probably watching NXT instead. But I'm going to move on because I know Vlad's annoyed by this. Uh, the, well, the honestly, next... honestly I, was, I was looking forward to Moxley and Ray Phoenix to see who, who would cripple who in that match. Like, who would drop who on whose head? Who would make who would bleed like who would die maybe somebody would die i would i was looking forward to that when i heard that moxley could make it i was disappointed and i knew what was going to happen with orange cassidy winning that one was in, in the bag as soon as i said that I, so i quickly turned it off as soon as i quickly forwarded that i was i was going to watch the moxley ray phoenix match to see who would be paralyzed at the end of the match but vlad wants to see if somebody's going to die on the show he's that well him, uh... you, you well there's no one going to die on nxt at that point, and so there's someone that could potentially die in a match in the AW always, and especially with Ray Phoenix running around. All right, moving on though, moving on. I got to move on to uh, another no, star not, attraction of the show that we've been enjoying very much is Tony Storm. So I guess <laughs> that something that they've been adding on to Dynamite is her just acting. So she just records herself like in a room, stationary camera. So it's very difficult, right, to be just entertaining in front of just a stationary black and white camera. But she's showing off her acting chops. Lots of different things going on here. You know, like I think she was on a date or something or she was uh, she was having dinner with somebody. I, I don't know. She's, she's doing all kinds of things in silent movie form. And uh, so I want to hear some thoughts about whether you guys think that this, this was good or not. <laughs> How about Vlad? I'll start with Vlad. You know, every time I like something, they find a way to slowly start to make it worse and worse as it goes. What? I don't know, man. First of all, why was this not, why did you just have like one little thing, video? And the, why, wasn't this like during the picture in picture stuff only? Like, I, I, I was, I'm not going to watch this just for her. And look at what the hell is she doing? <laughs> what is happening in this video? That, see, I didn't even watch it, but I don't even understand what's happening here. It's like that she's just like, she's like on drugs or something. This is like this is like Kahan after he took some Molly or something, you know. This is insane, you know. This, this doesn't even make any sense. not she's... like that. <laughs> exactly, Kahan's worse. I think uh, she's in a car right now. I see she's driving. She's like a mine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I didn't. But she's I showing a lot of like, facial expressions, like a lot of no, acting I like, skills. I didn't like this part. I didn't like this. Was this is getting a little bit too much I, I i've liked the previous work that she did but this is kind of looking this is dumb this is not no and plus, you know i'd like rather this see this i'd rather see this more than a lot of other things in AEW though so but did you actually watch this did you like stand? yes i was enthralled because this was not the only one there was like two separate segments that they had where uh okay. well, so you stayed through <laughs> their commercials to watch their her doing whatever the hell she was doing in that video you just showed me. Yeah, well, me? I, I don't watch AEW like that. I don't watch it live on TV, so I, I didn't sit through commercials. But, yeah, I watched the whole segment. I, there are things that I forward through, and that wasn't one thing that I forwarded through. I I like Tony Storm. I'll watch her do anything, I think. I do so. like Tony Storm as well, as I said in the past. <laughs> times, but this, but, but this, maybe this that's blinding that. me as to whether this is good or not. Okay, let's ask this Robert. He's, okay, he's the objective one. Oh, what, do wow, think, right. what do you think of... So, uh, 
Tony Storm's Cause, acting sketches. Because because there were there were two two of them, right? Yes. I, the first one I actually enjoyed just because <laughs> the way the way it was it was See, set one up. was better than the other, Vlad. Well, well, yeah. So because because the way she set it up, she said it was gonna be a silent movie, right? The the best movies are the ones that have no sound, right? And so as soon as it started showing, it went from it went to picture in a picture, which. I thought it was actually a very creative use of picture in picture. I, you know, didn't I didn't see that. Coming. Yeah, because it's a silent movie, anyways. Exactly. So, so I didn't see that coming. I, I got a chuckle out of that. Um, so yeah, the that first sketch I thought was hilarious. I enjoyed it. The second one, I I can't rem- remember as much as the first one. I thought it was decent, but I just don't remember it as much as the first one was. But yeah, I I, I enjoyed it, especially the first time around. I think it, it was interesting to try to figure out what she was doing without words. It makes me want to watch silent movies now. So I think I'm going to go rent some silent movies to try to get into this. <laughs> okay. You know what I think is great is that wrestling makes you want to watch other things, which is exactly the point of wrestling. I think not to watch wrestling anymore, but to watch other things that are not wrestling. I love it. Well, we didn't really it. talk about her matches, but she had one against Kiera Hogan on uh, Collision. So she's incorporating these, uh, what do you call it, like 50s actress persona into her wrestling gimmick, which is kind of interesting. So it's not just these sketches. So there were there were some matches that we're not really covering today because we're not going through Collision like I, I wanted for the record, I find her, as I said maybe last week, I do find her unique, and I even said that it's an interesting character. She's trying something. She's not, like, the same as everybody else. She's going with something with this character, and it's kind of interesting, but I don't know. This kid, that was not. And plus, it was during Picture in Picture, and, and I, I record the show, so it's like a DVR thing, so I forwarded right to it as soon as I saw it. Like, this is, this. I, I stopped for a second, saw it. Like no no no, this this ain't happening today, folks. This ain't this ain't this ain't your night, Tony. This ain't your night. All right, well let me move on. It's it was title Tuesday again, as I mentioned earlier. So the other title match was Soraya, Soraya, the champion oh against God, Hikaru bro. Shida, and this was another title change as Shida rolled rolled up Soraya, got the three counts. So uh, two big title changes: Orange Cassidy and Shida. So I'm having trouble seeing how the heck they lost in the ratings here to NXT because <laughs> they also pulled out all the stops here as yeah. Sheeta is now the first three-time AEW Women's Champion, first ever. So lots of confetti, confetti earlier, confetti again. So uh, what do you think about that, uh, Robert? Is this a big draw for – Okay, <laughs> First, I want to say I actually do like Sheeta. I have nothing against her. Me too. I just don't. Yeah. I don't get like why this title change happened because I I think there's still an ongoing feud in between Soraya and Tony Storm. I think am I wrong? I, I think there's it's still going on. So um, no, I don't know about that. I okay. think they're kind of forgetting well, about that. Hmm. All right. Um. I don't know. I, I, I didn't see this title change coming. Um, not sure how I feel about it, even though I, I do like Sheeta. I'm not quite sure if I would have made this change, though. But I don't know. Let's see what Vlad thinks. Yeah, Vlad, what do you think of Sheeta being the new AEW Women's Champion? Um, well, no, I don't like it because, as 
as Robert just said, it, it kind of comes out of nowhere. But she's and she's been champion numerous times before, and she's wasn't she's not. They really only have a couple really good women's wrestlers, and of course, two, one of them is injured in uh, Hater. Tony Storm is really good, but uh, you know, I guess they don't want her to be a they want her to be the, the nutty loopy character for now. Fine. Uh, and that's pretty much it. And everybody else is either, uh, you know, you've kind of broken down, like Soraya, who is who is a good talent, or at least was, um, or just like an indie Japanese type wrestler that wrestles not a style that I enjoy. So, I mean, I don't really know what else to say. I don't know why she keeps winning the title like this. She's won it a couple times the same way out of nowhere. And... Um, they don't really know what they're doing in the women's division. It's the women's division is the worst. Thing. I mean, I'm imagining they close the show with this. That this must have gotten like the lowest ratings of, of the of the night. This 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 um, quarter hour of their main event must have been the worst. It must have killed them in the ratings. I mean, it must have just it must have been the lowest rated main event maybe in AEW. Dynamite history, possibly. It wasn't the main event though. Edge was the main event. So. Oh, this. Oh, my bad, my bad. That is. Yeah, we're going out of was, order. Sorry, because we already talked about Edge earlier. For some reason, that's right. You. I'm sorry. Yes, you are correct. You're correct. So it wasn't. But this was. Okay, it wasn't the main event, but it was still probably the lowest rated. Uh, of the of the night, I'm I'm assuming because the women's well, division usually. I'm uh, I'm always interested to see Soraya, wrestle just because I just want to see if she'll get through the match, kind of. <laughs> but uh, okay. uh, I mean, you know, she looks cool too. She's got a cool look. Uh, she but uh, but other than that, like, yeah, I don't really see the point of Sheeta continuously winning the women's title when there's not really like a call for it. You know, they're not really like building up to it. They're not really making the fans kind of yearn for it or like close calls or she keeps getting no, cheated nothing. out of it. Something nothing like that. Just nothing. She just kind of. They just think that she has fans. I guess. Well, so, yes, okay. Yeah. Don't want to dwell too much on it. I think I, it was just a point to make about, like, yeah, so it looks just, like, like we... cold championship wins. Like, why yeah. not have a feud and then maybe somebody could win the title? Why just have a match when they haven't had much really previously? They haven't really had a lot going on with each other. I mean, they had some things, but, you know, still. Well... Our loose theme of the night was the, the little feud that they were having with NXT. So we didn't really go through it like segment for segment to see like who should have won each segment. I don't really want to do that. There's, I think there's other wrestling podcasts that have done that. You could go listen to that. I don't want to spend all day talking about this one night where NXT and AEW Dynamite went head to head. I think it's overblown. I don't think it's that big a deal. Um, but I think we were just trying to show that I think we went through both shows and it seemed like AEW wasn't really booked very particularly strongly on this evening. So kind of goes to show you why they lost in the ratings on this night. Maybe they would have had a chance. Maybe if they set things up right and they had some good storylines that people were hot for, maybe it could have been a different story. But on this night, uh, WWE outclassed them, it seems. So uh, I'm going to move on. Let's move on to one last thing before we end the show was SmackDown from last night. Uh, collision from today, I didn't watch, so I can't talk about it unless you guys have some crazy no, news that happened. I haven't watched it. No, Forget I've it then. We'll, it. we'll cover that on next week's show. Uh, so let's just talk about SmackDown from last night was October 13th, Friday the 13th, uh, which is oh, usually wow. didn't even the think night. About that. 
Well, I went to Not Scary Farm last night on Friday the 13th. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. It was a, How was that? It was a trip. It's pretty uh it's pretty crazy. It's pretty wild. Big production. Pretty scary, huh? <laughs> I I don't know if you want to call it scary. Yeah, there's just a bunch of people walking around in scary fucking outfits and they're trying to trip you out. They're just like but it's just weird how they come at you out of nowhere, you know? Like, ah, ah. Like, after a while, you get kind of annoyed by it. Like, ah, oh, all right, yeah, very scary. <laughs> very scary, yes, thank you. But but I was impressed. I was impressed by all the uh, the little mazes they had set up with, with, with a bunch of, like, uh, movie sets and stuff and costumes. And big, big, big production. I was very impressed by it. Uh, long lines, though, was busy as fuck. Busy as hell, but um, it was cool. Had a good time. Yeah. But yeah, so it was Friday the 13th, so during that night while I was out, they had a SmackDown show, and Roman Reigns returned. Woohoo! Yay! So he's Ooh, been gone for yeah. a while. Vlad's been uh, kind of mad about that, that he hasn't been showing up. Like, he didn't even wrestle on this night, but, you know. Vlad, yeah. I don't think you know how much, you know, time and effort it takes to memorize all those lines. He doesn't want to be doing that. He wants to be <laughs> sipping cocktails on the beach. He needs a break from that stuff. So Roman Reigns returned, and he was uh, confronting John Cena, and he was telling Cena to get out of my ring. You know, this is my show, even though he hasn't been there in a long-ass time. But L.A. Knight came out, so we're going to apparently get a feud between L.A. Knight and Roman Reigns pretty soon, as uh, people have been pushing for L.A. Knight to get pushed higher up the card, but now he's gone straight to the top. Looks like he's going to have a title match for the Universal title. That hasn't been announced yet, really. But what the heck else are we supposed to think if he comes out and confronts Roman Reigns right to yep. start off the show? So uh, they have a little uh, promo battle, which was cool and nice. This was a nice, neat little thing. It looked cool. Superstars galore all over the ring. Cena's even there. And I think this was interrupted by Jimmy Uso, right? Who's... We're finally getting a little bit of an answer, which I'll get to that in a second, Vlad. But, so Jimmy Uso's here to interact with Roman for the first time. But he gets thrown out of the ring uh, by um, L.A. Knight. Totally. And Paul Heyman convinces Roman to leave the scene, not, ha not have a confrontation at the moment. And I think uh, so Roman sends Solo to kind of... Um, take care of him for the night so i think that's that's the main that's the main event right let's just go through this yeah. whole angle with with these boys what what happened on this night so uh they set up solo versus la night for the main event and the main event if i could jump to that the very end was interrupted again by jimmy uso who i guess was thwarted by cena and then uh la night ends up getting his finisher on solo while all that commotion was going on and he wins the match but he does get end up getting speared by roman reigns to end the show so roman uh was involved with certain other things he had a moment with cody that i'll talk about in a second but before we talk about cody uh let's just stick with la knight for the moment what are you guys what are you guys's prospects of a roman reigns la knight feud I'll start with Vlad. Well, this was this was done really well. I thought. I thought uh, the one thing when Ellie Knight come out came out and John Cena announced him. I thought like for like the thought that came in my head is like this is going to be the opportunity to see what Ellie Knight is made of because now the, everything else he had done previously was fine, but now this is like the big league. 
this is it. This is we're waiting to see because if he can go kind of promo wise with Roman, I think it's going to go a long way for him for the push. And I thought he did quite well. I thought he succeeded. I thought he did decent. I mean, more than decent. I thought he did well. I thought he did. He spoke well. He got his point across. He showed his personality. He did well. And I, and I thought everything that happened uh, in the match wise, him then Roman spearing him after the match, was all done pretty flawlessly. I feel so. Um, as a, as if like as a feud or the beginnings of a feud, I thought this was great. I have no problems with this. Every so thumbs up, not just the Orange Cassidy th- like halfway thumbs up, like <laughs> two major thumbs up for this. I huh. thought it was good, good job. I, I mean, for me, I don't know what you okay. guys might have just different thoughts, but but I liked it. All right, let me see uh, Robert's thoughts on this one. My thoughts. It's pretty much that. <laughs> Um, okay. Oh, uh, Robert has a little clapping emoji going on here for our audio <laughs> yes, listeners. All right. That's right. So, um, I did not watch any of NXT or Monday Night Raw, but I, you know, out of all the wrestling that I did watch this week, this was my favorite. That that opening segment of SmackDown is my favorite segment in the wrestling this week. It was awesome. Um, yep. I, I loved it, uh, and uh, like I mentioned earlier. Um, this was actually my first time watching SmackDown in ages, and I'm glad I did because I would have missed out on this. Um, oh yeah, so you know the 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 fans have wanted a um, a push for LA Knight for a long time. It doesn't get much bigger than this. No, this I mean, is it. You, you yeah, this is it. You you can't go any bigger than Roman Reigns. Yeah. So I love this segment. It was awesome, and then. Um, the, the match and how it ended with uh, Roman Reigns spearing, um, spearing LA Knight. That was cool, too. Um, overall, this is so far the way it started off. It's fantastic. I can't wait to see yep. what happens next. I might even start watching SmackDown on a regular basis just for this. We'll see. Yep. But um, hell yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm just a little afraid of... I guess him losing because he's going to lose, you know, it's not really, it's not going to win. You know, that's, that's kind of a thing that hampers the push a little bit. I guess. I I think, I think if there was no Cody Rhodes there, I I would be, I would feel more uh, comfortable with the prospect of LA Knight actually going over Roman Reigns. But because, you know, the Cody Rhodes thing, I think is not finished yet. I, I would agree. Like, I think there's a big possibility of LA Knight not, not going over. Yeah, so he's just going to be added, another guy added to the list of Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, and Cody Rhodes, who probably should have beat Roman, but just got cheated out of it, which I guess, you know, all those guys look good. All those guys didn't end up coming out of it looking bad or anything, so it's just going to be another one of those feuds, though, that we know the outcome. There's not going to be a title change, but it's just going to be, like, nice to see, I guess. So, okay. Um, That's the only thing. I'm happy about it. I think it's cool. I think it's a great spot, obviously, for LA Knight. I'm just a little sad that he's not going to be the champion. But I'll move on to – so I mentioned earlier about how Jimmy Uso had been reinserting himself back into the bloodline and Roman wasn't around, so everyone was confused by this. And finally we got the first moments of them actually interacting and trying to explain this off to the people, right, Vlad? This was very confusing to us all. Yes. 
Yes, yes. Um, so it looks like Roman's going to let him hang around, is what it looks like. And he mentioned to him that he doesn't like that Jay has the title with Cody and that that's a, that's a black mark on the bloodline and that he wants him to take care of that, which I don't really understand how he's supposed to take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he has to go win the titles off them, like the tag title. Maybe him and Solo. Yeah, I'm so, assuming that's what he meant. So, I mean, I don't know what there is to say about this, really. It's just it's just a little bit of a clarification for us because we've been confused for the past few weeks about what the heck is going on here. doesn't really look like a swerve. It just looks like he's back in the group, and he's just going to continue to get abused by Roman, right? So, I don't know. I guess I just wanted to mention that because I've been – following that thread of that storyline on our show uh, the past few weeks. And I, I think um, that's disappointing, sort of, but okay. Um, I'm with you. I don't understand it either. I, I told you nothing getting. I, I know you guys were like, oh, well, Jimmy's doing this great job. And maybe he is doing a good job, but this angle doesn't make any sense for him. For a couple of weeks, it was kind of funny because what the heck is going on? But just the fact that it concluded with Roman coming back and saying, all right, fine. Do this for me then, and he's gonna try to like. Okay, I don't know. I mean, it could end up still being that he swerves them, but again, it just makes no sense. It just makes it has no logic behind it if he ends up swerving them again. Well, why is he even in with in with them? I mean, why did he cost his brother? It just it makes no sense. Like the whole thing doesn't make it a lot of sense. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see where it goes, but. So uh, we might have a little clue later on in the show after C- Cody and Jay Uso defended their titles against Austin Theory and Grayson Walla. Uh, Solo and Jimmy came out to confront them, and Roman came out too. So I guess that's kind of what it's looking like. Maybe a Solo and Jimmy match against the tag team champions, and Roman came out to confront Cody, very dramatic face-off, and uh, Roman told him, this is my show even though he's really not there ever. It's still it's his show. <laughs> so there you go. Like Just like Vlad was saying, somehow it came back around to Roman versus Cody, which I was doubting for many, many months. Um, but it looks like it's headed, it's nudging in that direction. That was a very dramatic close-up of them two facing off. So it looks that's looked like a WrestleMania promo package yeah. spot right there. Absolutely. 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 So there you go. Okay. So that was that. Okay. So we got a bunch of stuff with Roman finally. And uh, we got um, Cody and Roman kind of nudging towards a ultimate showdown at the end. But the only other thing from this episode that I guess we can mention real quick is uh, someone that me and Vlad might recognize from his TNA days back when he was uh, – what was his name in TNA? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> got him. Um, oh, my God. Bru- it, Brutus, it, it was, it was, Brutus Magnus. No, 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 no. Magnus was Magnus. It was I, – I was said it to myself yesterday, and I should have written it down. But, yes, Magnus. <laughs> it was Brutus Magnus, but then it was just Magnus. So I only remember it as Magnus, but if you remember it as Brutus Magnus, that didn't, that's fine, too. <laughs> for a little while. Okay. But, yeah, so he's been named the SmackDown general manager after he was – Recently in uh, the yeah. NWA promotion, I guess he was world champion for a while. That's, that's the last thing I remember him doing. Uh, I think that's right. Good talker, great worker, great physique. Great 
I don't know about him as just being a general manager. I don't know yeah, what he thinks, Vlad. Yeah, I don't know why they're using him in that role unless he has some sort of injury or something. Cause he's I, got he's a British still... accent, that's why. <laughs> that gets you very far. <laughs> what, what does that mean? That means he has to be a manager? That means he, manager? Could, means he could speak, at least. He's a good speaker. Ah, so, he's a, yeah. yes, yes. You want to use him as, a, studied, as a speaker. He's, yes, he's studied under all the great actors, uh, all the Shakespearean <laughs> actors. No, but, um, no, uh, I mean, yes, it's, I, I, I think it's, he's a... He looks to play, play the part well. I kind of buy him more than Adam Pierce as kind of a GM type role, to be honest. So I, I kind of like it, but I, yeah, I'm surprised they're not using him in a wrestling role because the guy is actually he looks great. He can work, and I don't, I don't know. But maybe, maybe they still will down the line. I'm not sure what the plan is for him, but interesting way to bring him in. Any thoughts on Nick Aldis, Robert? Do you know him? Or do you remember him from anywhere I... else? Or I, I don't remember him from uh, was it TNA? You said you mentioned TNA. TNA, TNA. yeah. Okay. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really watch TNA, so I don't remember him from that. But I, I remember um, he was like the star of uh, like Cornette had recent, not too long ago, had his own thing. I forgot what it was called. Uh, was it NWA Power or something like that? Was that, was oh, that yeah. what it's called? Yeah, I remember him being on that. Um, but I didn't watch too many episodes of that. So, but from from what I'm I surprised did, you fucking great. watched that at all. <laughs> and I did. No, the reason. No, the reason. There's a reason why I did watch it. Re- remember uh, a while back, I showed you. Um, I uh, I met um, what's his name, the the original leader of the Nexus. Um, Wade, Wade, Wade Barrett. Barrett. Wade Barrett. I, Wade, yeah. I met I met Wade Barrett in the in the LA Fitness Gym, and I, I showed you the you know the picture I took with him. Right. That's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I met Wade Barrett in the gym. Um, it was like Christmas Eve too. We were we were both working out on Christmas Eve. Anyway, he told you uh, to watch N- NWA Power. So, so yeah. So I was like, hey, you know, like I, I asked him because you know I haven't seen him wrestle in a while. I um, I asked him, hey, what do you do now? And then he, um, he says, I think he said he commentates on NWA Power. So that's that's how I found. Yeah, that's how I found out about it. So I checked it out because of my meeting with uh, Wade Barrett. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Rob, Robert had a meeting with Wade Barrett. That's cool. Okay. We, we so, yeah. I could, say, I could say we worked out together. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> we were just in the same gym. Well, I'm a it's fan. Cool, I think that he could do anything in that company. Um, I remember him. He was AJ Styles' last feud in TNA when AJ was leaving Ooh, back in 2014. That's right. And he was Correct. with the evil Dixie Carter regime who was uh, trying to get the belt off of AJ. And then at the end, they just they put him in a no qualification match. And I think like it was like literally 10 on one. And then Sting yeah. came and it was like 10 on two. But like they, they tried their best. They almost won still 10 on two. But they got the title off AJ. And that was the last thing I really remember from Magnus. But uh yeah, I like him. I mean, I'm, I think it's better for him to be in WWE than AEW because he would probably just get lost in the, in the shuffle, as they say, which is what always happens to talented people who go to AEW and they can't figure out what to do for them. So uh, he imme- immediately started getting to the general managing of the situation. I think he gave Charlotte a, a world title match against Eosky. They had a very pleasant conversation, yeah. right? It was like, yep, you get your match. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, very... Very polite and British of them. And then I think uh, Charlotte had her first interaction with Jade. So mm. there you go. WrestleMania main event right there. 
that's uh well maybe super, i don't know if that's for the so far off though <laughs> yeah i don't know if, i don't know if that means they're going to be fighting at wrestlemania but they might they probably will be fighting at some point uh you know we'll see you know jade uh is an interesting prospect uh i'm wondering if, if she's going to get more over here than she did in aw i mean i think she will the question is what will they do different than what AEW did, which was really didn't do much with her, really. They just put her in a couple of squash matches and had her beat everybody until she didn't, and then that was it, and then she left the company, you know. That was pretty much... Well, they're putting Jade into uh, some pretty uh, high-profile images here, high-profile well, segments. Sure. If her first feud is going to be with Charlotte Flair, that's fantastic. That's, because, yeah. you know, I don't know if that's going to be her first feud, but... Um, well, whatever the case may be, if she, well, yeah, it might not be, but I'm just saying if it ends up being, that she's going to have, I mean, if you want to have good matches with somebody, that's the person to have good matches with. Charlotte Flair is one of the best workers. And I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know if Jade's ready for all that, though. I mean, yeah. I, we saw her recently having matches. I don't, you know, she wasn't I, really, like, flawless. When, when when she was still in AEW, I didn't necessarily have a problem with her character or persona it was more so the matches she, yeah, she did not look work. like a good worker honestly yeah i didn't unfortunately. I, think, I didn't think she was ready to uh you know i don't think she was worthy worthy to be the champ you know just sure. based on her work you know ring work yeah, yeah and uh that kind of sucks of us to say because we're just three schlubs here who've never wrestled but we're the malapert smarks we believe we uh know more about the wrestling business than even these guys in the business themselves. So. Well, it, it, I will say that it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what WWE, the training that they were, I know they're working with her. So I'm curious what, that's what I'm trying to say, what they get out of her in, in the training yeah. and what they, and what, how she's presented when she finally, you know, starts having matches and stuff. Will they be, must I be, uh, they must be fast forwarding through this training though. If they're already teasing her facing off against Charlotte Flair and everything like shit, she must be like in, speed learning mode down there like oh, we got to get you ready for wrestlemania gal like let's go let's do this come on but uh yeah, i agree okay. they want her to be start you know there's some big pay-per-views coming and i think they want her to be a part of it the way i put I it unfortunately i would be like nervous for her like scared for her like if they announce it tomorrow it's going to be charlotte versus uh, jade at the next pay-per-view or something i'd be like oh my god i hope she does well you know like jesus like I, i'm not really confident yeah. i don't feel confident yeah. for her but yeah, uh, I, I, I think she can learn, but we'll see. So that's exciting. So I think that's pretty much it. I've covered everything that I think I wanted to cover, unless there's something you guys um, remember. I have three minutes until the 90-minute mark of our show. We could hit the wheel of angles one time maybe. What do you think? Sure. Well, let's do one yeah. wheel. Let's do one spin. One spin. You want to hit a bad angle? Let's see if I could do this. Uh, there we go. All right. Let's just spin it. Let's see what happens. Champa and Johnny Gargano versus Imperium from Raw on October 9th. So we didn't talk about anything from Raw. So uh, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Champa are, are a, a tag team. I guess they've, they've grouped them up together. They supposedly have a history from NXT together, so Triple H is kind of pushing that in our face, that era of NXT that Vince really never really wanted to care about and kind of just bring people up and change their names and forget about them. But Triple H wants us to remember these NXT shows that had 600,000 viewers on USA. 
that it's very important that Tommaso Ciampa and and Johnny Gargano used to have a, a tag. They used to be a tag team together, right? Is that right, and Robert? I don't know. I wasn't yeah, really so watching. They, well, they, when, <laughs> when, uh, when you said they had history, yeah, they had history as a tag team, and they also had a major feud. Um, I guess I was one of those 6,000 people. <laughs> 600,000. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, I thought you said 6,000. I'm like, oh, No, wow, 600,000 that NXT was getting for a regular okay. basis okay. on that era. I, I, I thought I heard 6,000. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't know I was in that much of a minority. But okay. Um, I, I enjoyed their feud more than I did enjoy their run as a tag team. So... I prefer them feuding against each other, but okay. Um, I, I didn't watch Raw, so I didn't even know that they were uh, that they have an angle with um, Imperium until I saw the wheel. <laughs> but okay. Um, yeah. So it, uh, I think Vlad was very disappointed with because on one Raw, like a couple weeks ago, it ended the show, right? I think Champa was fighting uh, Gunther. Yeah, they had they had Gargano come out to make the save, and the crowd was nearly silent. I don't. I. I'm not seeing it. I don't see what Triple H sees, you, you know, what, with Gargano. I don't see a high-level talent here. I think he could be used as an undercard guy, maybe. Maybe something in the mid-card. I'd really just have him opening match and probably usually be a, a guy that does jobs, honestly. And, I, and that's no disrespect. There's a lot of talented guys, but I'm not seeing anything with him at all. I, I don't understand the Yeah, Robert, you got to admit, like, just from – well, okay, you said you didn't even see it, but they didn't really tell us anything. Like, it's the way All we right. explained it to you. Our Gargano okay. came to make a save when Imperium was beating down Champa, and nobody really knows their history, and nobody really gives a damn. So I think a lot of us are like... I get it. No, no I, I understand. Um, we have to watch but, NXT to really but, care about this, huh? Right, right. But but like I said, I, I did wa watch NXT at that time, and like, but like I said, I preferred them feuding than, you know, them tag you know as a tag team <laughs> um, all right all right well there's a reason this showed up on the wheel of angles and not okay. our main topics we don't have to talk about yeah, this no, all day no i didn't even know about it so okay <laughs> all right all right yeah. well that's that's good enough i think vlad right i mean we covered everything we didn't really cover that three-way uh women's title match at fast lane it was eo sky defeating charlotte and oscar with some mm -hmm. interference from bailey we didn't mention it i thought it was okay Rollins Nakamura feud we didn't really talk about. I don't really care about it that much. I don't really care about that title. Um, Hopefully it's over though. Hopefully that was the end of it. That's well, it looks like thinking. it because Drew McIntyre is next in line. That's right. That's right. Rollins. So yeah. uh, Drew McIntyre he didn't let Damian Priest cash in on Raw because he has a stake to the next title shot. So yeah. when Damian Priest was gonna cash in, Robert uh, they. Drew, Drew McIntyre was there to kind of hold him back at the at the entrance ramp. So that's something that happened on Raw. Um, other than that, oh, on Raw there was a big title defense. Cody and Jey Uso defeated Sammy and KO in a very serious right. match with no that's cheating. Right. So that was another thing that happened. I'll just give it a shout-out, I guess. Um, but um, And then Rhea Ripley's feuding with Mia Jax and Shayna Baszler. So yeah, those are some... Much. Those were some of the angles on my wheel of angles that were that it could looks have like, got. Yeah, and what's the other lady's name? Uh, Starks. She's also involved in that. So Zoe like Starks. Full... Zoe Starks. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Full, so it's. Uh, it looks like it's going to be maybe they're headed towards a four-way or something. All right, and then Kofi Kingston and Ivar in a Viking rules match. Did you like that, Vlad? <laughs> 
that's my only answer to that. Is, ah, 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 I loved it. I loved it. No, obviously, I skipped it. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I, I, I just laughed and cried at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going through some angles here in the world of wrestling. I'm not really seeing much. We really Blackpool Combat Club feuding with Mogul Embassy. I don't really oh like that God. one at all. Wardlow's yeah. back, just squashing people the same way he used to, which is kind of bad, I guess. Not, not don't really like. Well, rehashing something they've already did, and then Hangman Absolutely. Page is gonna continue feuding with Swerve Strickland, which I guess they didn't really have enough of that. They had a really long match at wrestle dream but that's still going on and i think i've listed everything unless you you remember something that i don't know you, you covered it all buddy you all did right it, man there you, you, went, you went through the whole shebang 90 minutes 90 minutes on the nose all right guys i think i'm gonna let you go it's late at night saturday night yeah and robert wants to go out and have a wild party at the strip club and uh vlad is probably <laughs> gonna go straight to bed <laughs> I'm kidding. Why can't I go to the? I can't go to the strip club. No, Vlad, save your money. It's a waste of oh, money. Good. Well, Complete Robert can waste. spend all oh, his. So I, I'm. It's okay for me to waste money. I, that's cool. <laughs> Robert is rich. Robert can spend all his money on 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 all his UCLA money on strippers. So that's what you wanted to waste. Wow. <laughs> all right, guys. Wait, no, Kahan said I, it. I'm just. I don't, I'm just I don't actually. It. I don't actually do that. And just want to say, in case you know any. The viewers actually <laughs> believe. Yes. Robert doesn't said. actually partake in any of these activities. No, no, I'm totally joking. These are the two straightest people, straightest edge, nice people. Hey, you, you guys enjoyed the week in wrestling though, or like, like the week before was better? What do you think? Because last week I kind of, I was excited to do that show with Edge's debut. You know, this week was kind of more normal, stable week. We did have the return of Roman Reigns last night, I guess. Would you say it was just I, a good week in wrestling, or you you kind of had to force I, I thought, yourself to watch? I thought WWE was good, except for, you know SmackDown specifically. I thought obviously NXT was strong because of how they hot shotted it, like you said. Raw is mm, the weakest of the shows. Well, well, yeah, yeah, it, it is, it is. It's it's three hours, and it's usually not. It could be probably done in an hour, really, in an hour and a half at most. Um, and AEW has too many problems. I did like the Edge and Christian stuff, but that's not enough to cover up everything else that happened on the show that was not very good. So it was no, but just no, overall, was, what is the overall feeling that you enjoyed this week of wrestling, or you didn't really enjoy it? it? I enjoyed WWE. How about that? I enjoyed WWE more than I did oh, okay. AEW this week. And AEW, yeah, yeah. you kind of had to force yourself to get through the episodes just as homework, basically. Exactly. Exactly. What about you, Robert? Are you enjoying watching wrestling these days? I. Oh. Is it a chore, <laughs> or are general, you enjoying it? Um, like, well, yeah, like we come on this well, show and do talk talk wrestling. Like, are you enjoying this, or are you kind of just like well, yeah. is it I mean, extra work? No, well, see, the thing is, I, I guess I I feel like a lot of the time when times when I'm watching wrestling, it's more because of you know FOMO, like that fear of missing out. Like, I, I if Ooh. something awesome happens, like I I I, I want to actually witness it, right? Yeah. Um, for the most part, I get disappointed, but you know, in case something really cool happens, like like the opening segment of SmackDown, for example, yeah. I'm so glad I watched SmackDown because I would have missed out on that. I thought that was yeah. a good moment. Um, I watch for the hope of it. I watch for the hope yeah. of maybe something's gonna happen, and usually it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, usually it doesn't. But then there's moments like 
the SmackDown's opening segment. I'm like, all right, great. I'm glad I watched it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was awesome. All right, then. Um, okay, then. I'm glad you liked something this week. We were just watching for the sake of watching. We were trying. To, we're trying to enjoy ourselves here, man. Right. That's why we're malaperts about it. We're trying to force them to to give us something good. This sucks. Give us something good. We're trying to enjoy ourselves here. <laughs> no. That would be nice, wouldn't it? So we get enjoyment out of the wrestling that we watch, and then we have to discuss and talk about, right? So, yeah. It's, it's always easier when you like something, right? All right, guys. Let's cut it off there. It's a good show. Uh, 30th anniversary, 30, 30 weeks in a row we pulled this off. So good job, guys. Oh. You guys are just as much a part of this show as I am. If we ever make money, I'm going to try to split you off some of it. <laughs> Thanks, Kahan. That would be great. I, we, we, yeah, that would be fantastic. If this show ever makes any money, I, I, I don't I don't need a lot, but if you can give something, that would be great. Get, get sponsors. sponsors. I know, we need to find go. some sponsors. We used to have sponsors, but they all left us after they find out how controversial we are, you know? Especially oh, Vlad. Yeah, we used to have sponsors, oh. and they got a load of I remember. I, I remember, I remember, ho oh, yeah, I remember Hostess was one of the... Oh, yeah, Hostess. But then they saw you making fun of AEW. They're like, why is this guy making fun of this shit? He doesn't even like him. He's fucking talking about it. Why Why is he talking about it if he doesn't like uh -huh. it? Uh-huh. And they quickly left. They said... And that was it, Forget it. Yeah. Forget it. We're taking... Uh, they said, hey, it's either Vlad or us. And I haven't had a Hostess since. <laughs> Damn it, Caleb! You, you should have dro dropped me. You should have just kept going with that. Oh, bro, I live without the hostess. It's tough, but I'm doing it. I'm doing All right. it. That's All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Good, Thirty episodes in the book. Malapert Smart. I'll see you guys next week or whenever we can get a chance to see you guys again. Have a good night. Have a good rest of the weekend. Uh, thank you guys All so right. much.